All right, last nerdgasm. <laughs> um, this one's the big one and has huge implications for the MCU and the new big bad villain. Did you, what does is... the nerdgasm sound like? <laughs> Don't go there. No, I want to know now, too. <laughs> go. Come on, Dave, I don't know how it. to make that noise because it depends on which universe I'm nerdgasming over. Right now we're talking about mythology. Like? Mythology? <laughs> MCU? Welcome to the What's Up Verdict Podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. Alec Burgess. Let's get it. And we have a very special guest today with us hosting, Taylor Heiner. Hi. <laughs> yes. The original. Very original. I like hey, it. Hey, you didn't prep me for this. Hey, see? And I I like her already. She's blaming it's you. It's my fault. It's always yep. my fault. Yep. I never am blamed. Yep. Therapist. We gaslight. Absolutely. Our audience was wondering who Taylor Heiner is. It's not my sister. This is my wife. Yeah. I'm stuck with them, guys. I mean, by choice. Gingers have no soul, so we'll keep them. I like it. Soulless gingers. We love them anyways. I have. I used to have ginger in here. All that white shit you see in my beard, that used to be red. Now it's white. It's like the Yorkie coloring. I do. <laughs> Just go around and pet it. I love it. And, you know... People do, and I'm okay with it. So it's a great intro. I like this. We should do this more often. <laughs> we are here to talk about Moon Knight, season one, episode three. Uh, took some twists and turns this episode, um, but I want to jump in because, and I'm just going to get Taylor right in on this thing because we've mentioned you on the podcast when we talked about Moon Knight a couple times now. Um, you are a therapist, so you kind of know this world. That yeah. we're in, and, and Matson's told us you're kind of intrigued by what's happening, and and it, we certainly are. DID, I have no idea. I know that there's a lot of portrayals in media and television. You hear about it and see it, and I'm curious because I've heard that in the past, a lot of times, TV shows, movies get it wrong. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering how how is Moon Knight doing when it comes to DID? Um, I say it's about 75 percent, like correct. So. DID is an interesting one. It was originally called multiple personality disorder, but um, our new diagnosing manual changed it. So if you break down the name, it's dissociative identity disorder. Dissociation is a term that we use a lot. So a lot of people have it with depression, anxiety, um, PTSD. It's that feeling of being out of your body. So a lot of people will describe it as like being separate from the experience and kind of almost experiencing it out of their body. Like some say they're looking down on their body um, when they're doing it. Others say like they can't really feel the sensory system in their body. Like their five senses are off. Um, so it's interesting why they named it dissociative identity disorder, because it's saying that there's separate personalities or separate beings within yourself. So I thought that was fascinating why they changed it. I kind of went back and looked it up because I learned it as multiple personality disorder at first mm -hmm. and then now it's still in the personality section like when we diagnose but it's very different how they classify it but it's interesting how the show um portrays it because matt was asking me like last night some of the stuff we were watching the third episode and like him talking to himself that's not a thing that's like you you can't just like look at your reflection and be like let me pull out this person you don't really get a choice of pulling out a personality it's more 
that personality is present based off a trigger or an activator mm. point. So if you know anything about it, like how nerdy do you want me to go, guys? Go. Like nerdy? Yeah, okay. I love it. Well, I love okay, like stuff. a like a good example of a trigger point would probably be like if when Steven in the beginning episodes like maybe like picked up a gun because his real personality is Mark Spector, would that could that like take him there maybe? Yeah. So understanding what dissociative uh, identity disorder is, DID, it's actually a trauma response. So it usually comes in people. It's like one percent of the population will develop this, guys. So mm. I have clients coming in and being like, "Oh, I have DID." No, honey, you just have <laughs> hormones right like so they're all trying to diagnose themselves off tiktok and it's like uh -uh, this yeah um especially teenage girls are like i'm so emotional it's like you're emotional because you're crazy um which i love them to death (laughs) i love that what you can say that we can't oh yeah i can say it because i you know i work with them um but what it really is, is it, it originates from a significant trauma in somebody's life. So usually it's something like sexual abuse that's really bad, like heavy sexual abuse. Not that any of them is worse, just heavy, um, high traumatic situations that are more complex. Complex trauma means there's multiple situations that are life-threatening or harmful to a person that pile on top of each other. So you can look back and there's just a bunch of situations all together. Other things that are natural disasters can trigger it for our character if you look at him, I think it's his life as a military man because he was hired as a militant, right, before he became Conchu's, like, avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that that's where he kind of switched and created because at first I was like, what's his second personality? Is Steven his, orig- his primary and then Mark's his secondary or is it vice versa? And it looks like Mark's the primary. That's his trauma one. That, And then he created Steven to escape. So the personalities are meant to be an escape and a guard. And usually there'll be a personality very opposite. Steven's naive. Like he doesn't know anything and he loves the history. Like it's complete opposite of Mark. Mark is very tainted by the world and, and very guarded and aggressive. And Steve is very loving and like his, even his suit. So everything portraying his personality is a complete opposite. And that's kind of what DID is, where you're going to have complete opposites building together. There can be different ethnicities of personalities. Um, It's pretty much meant to be garter. So usually there's going to be an aggressor personality, a protector, a soft one. And then based off what that person needs, they'll develop a different level of personalities to fulfill that. Hmm. So what's the most personalized because one thing that they did hint on in this episode is there's a third you can have up to a hundred i researched it pretty good it's common to have three to five (laughs) sure (laughs) but up to a hundred i was like holy crap like it's a lot man that's yeah that's but think how fractured your mind has to be and how much trauma you have to have to fracture your mind that much because each personality is a guard for a, a wound like, yeah, for a purpose. For a purpose. It's meant to serve to protect or to escape. So each one is serving that escapism. And that's where it's like, shoot, like what happened to them if they have 100? I mean, you keep yeah. hearing how amazing the human brain is. So thinking of 100 personalities, it's it's like the best supercomputer known to humanity. So, I mean, I guess, but that would be exhaustive. Like <laughs> They don't know when they switch either. So it is accurate when they show them blacking out. Like you don't really know what happens and you don't know what you're doing in those moments. I was going to say, cause the first episode, especially you don't, they don't interact until the, and it's, it's him and Conchu mm-hmm. talking, mm-hmm. but you don't see Mark and you don't, well, and today or in not today, but in this episode, the third one, you see that there's a third one. Yeah. And most likely that's a reference. They may not play that 
character that personality again but that's most likely jake lockley Mm -hmm. that's the third prominent one in the comics so that's who my assumption is and it was interesting to me in this one because they you can see the trigger almost where mark is battling with steven in that obviously not accurate way to the real disorder but the violent nature steven's like back off back off and then it this jake lockley or this third personality doesn't give a shit like because he murdered everybody i think it's cool though how they did show him talking to himself because it's almost like that internal conflict with emotions that does activate the change with the person because what's happening is they're feeling split between two emotions and the brain can't separate that so with trauma a lot of times there's it's really complex emotions. So I work with a lot of trauma, especially teenage girls that have been molested or stuff like that. Mm. And oftentimes they're molested by people they care about. So they have this dichotomous relationship where these two very drastic emotions are separated, where they have affection for that person, but then they have this deep distaste or anger and hurt and grief and all these other ones. So what's happening is they're pulled between those. And I like how the show is showing that part of trauma where there is this internal fight and they're trying to sort through the emotions. So Steven is so opposite, but it's those emotions where he's like, I want to be good. I don't want to kill people. And then on the backside, it's, I got to be the aggressor. It's fascinating. Interesting. It is fascinating. Yeah. And you kind of see it too. I liked the moment at the end or near the end of the episode where Layla and it, it, two things, right? You have, mm-hmm. Steven having this conversation with Layla and you can see the raw affection that's there mm-hmm. versus on Mark, who's, uh, you know, they've int- intimated that there's something happened. Most likely he killed her father or was involved in that in some way, shape or form. And so that being able to separate those two personalities and see just the pure love that he has for Layla is very interesting to me because it's not like myself where I see Casey and, that can come out or the other side can come out depending on where we're at during the day and what's happening. So that was very interesting to me to see that separation. Steven's not tainted by any of the past trauma, as you say, in their marriage and the things that have gone on. And so all you see is just this love for this woman that in theory, he really doesn't even know. Right. So I, I really found that intriguing and kudos to uh, Oscar Isaac, because he's playing this character like crazy well. It's so complex to play because even understanding the differences in the core personalities that they're creating is huge because everything that's motivating Steven versus motivating Mark is totally different. And that's what you got to remember when people are switching into these personalities, their whole essence is changing. Their whole drive for life, what they actually want from it is altering. And that's what he's able to portray, which is pretty cool. At the same time, it's interesting because at first I was like, are they trying to mix schizophrenia with DID? And I was totally confused because I was like, is he trying to like throw that in there too? And like put it, make it a part of his personality. But delusions are a part of that and hallucinations. I looked it up to make sure I was correct. And it is. So then Conchu, even that you're like, is Conchu a part of the storyline then in his head and not so much a reality. And as he Mm. created that, and that made me like second guess that I was like, that could totally be a part of his hallucinations and explain Conchu and everything else, or it could be a part of the story. But I think the psych part's cool. That's really cool. Well, I thought the acting by um, JJ, what's the actor's name again? Isaac Oscar. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, there you go, backwards. The part where he is in front of the the truck in the desert and when he has to switch over to Steven and it happens like instantaneously. I mean, you could just see the change in his facial expressions like immediately. And that's, 
I mean, that's a testament to good acting because I, I, that's hard to do. Yeah, I, I do. I, yeah, I'm thoroughly obsessed with Oscar Isaac in this show, and I liked him before. He's done great stuff in movies and TV before this, but in this show, like it's so intriguing. Like you said, Mattson, where he's even the soft, the softness of his face to be able to switch from that hard to that soft to even harder and then the confusion i it's just so interesting and i love the way they're playing it with the mirrors to the point that he gets pissed and rips the mirror off the truck at the end to switch over but yeah really really intriguing episode um so if it and then taylor i'm back to you and i just because i'm obsessed with this i like i love the idea of this whole the psych part of this it's fascinating when you say 75%, is it mostly the fact that they're communicating with each other that's off or are there some other things as well? Yeah, I think it's like little slight details too. Like some of the shifts or the activators aren't probably going to be, I mean, okay, this is where it gets really nitty gritty, right? You have to know the trauma that happened and you have to know why those are as activators. So some of the stuff I'm like, would that really activate somebody for him to all of a sudden be Steven and then for him not to be. And I think that's where I get a little hung up on it. Um, and then the components, he should have more anxiety. Mark is super calm, but it doesn't show that he should have that pull between them because that's usually common. Depression is usually common, which we saw that in Steven more. Um, so I just think some of the side effects that like when you have DID, there's going to be more uh, mental health stuff pulled into that. And I don't know if we necessarily see that all the way, but it's also not going to fit the show. So Sure. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for all that information. You're welcome. It's a good dump. Yeah, and now I feel like I'm going to be the weird transition. There's no way to transition from this because there was a lot of Marvel reveals. So we're going some very interesting psychology to let me talk about Marvel shit because (laughs) there was a lot of interesting things and not necessarily for the comics because, again, I don't know a lot about the comic version of this character, but I know a lot about the MCU and there were some huge reveals for the overall MCU world. They were subtle. They were quiet, and if you don't, yeah, thank, thank goodness for you, JJ. Because I'm sitting here, and I'm like, and Al probably saying, like, "No idea." So lay these Easter <laughs> eggs and whatnot upon us, JJ. Yeah. So there's two things, and I'll start with the smaller one that has less implications, even though still huge. The Black Panther. So this pantheon of gods, the Black Panther God S, sorry, God S, is part of that pantheon, because. Egypt is part of Africa. Um, It's not very far from Wakanda. And so Bast is the goddess of, for the Black Panther universe. Like that's their, when you see all the Black Panther stock statues and things like that, like they worship. And I think Black Panther in in his movie mentioned, I think T'Challa mentioned Bast and, the the afterlife that they go to or whatnot and so she's part of that and there was imagery of the panther goddess within the pyramid when they were inside of giza during the trial there was uh, one goddess and there's two in egypt egyptian mythology there's two panther god gods and they're siblings and so i'm assuming that the one and i don't even remember the name of the one that was in this because the one woman was sitting in front of a panther statue as her god and then they hinted at another one there was a little quick clip of another one so 
laying out that these two characters are connected and in the comics they are um they're both part of the avengers at some point they're both part of uh a, a darker version and then the west coast avengers i know he was in it but then there were some other touches on that so that was one big thing is here is a connection between these pantheons and that leads us to another one is we're getting another wait, wait, set have, of pantheons. i have a question oh, yeah, yeah. go ahead taylor um so i love mythology mm-hmm. and i was curious is Conchu actually a real god or is that a made-up god for this story no he, he is yeah he's real he was a real one was he like mm-hmm. a like one of their core ones or was he one of the outside ones um, he's more one of the outer, he's one of the yeah. smaller deities, but he's, he's not part like of Ra their, or like any of the major core ones. No, he is part of the, the nine. So they have nine. Well, okay. it depends on who you ask. There's seven or nine and they show a, a grid in the first episode of this that Steven's kind of geeking out over and it's, there's mm-hmm. one big mm-hmm. one. And then, and most of the, the gods that you saw in this, and then they mentioned other ones that aren't there and have chosen mm-hmm. not to be on earth. Most of those are your major gods, but Khonshu's in there. I mean, he's the god of the moon and and vengeance, and okay. so he's there. But he's a he's a he's a child of a major, and I don't even remember. Uh, okay, so it's like in the Greek mythology where they have kids, and mm-hmm. then it's a whole connection. I love. Yeah. That. Okay. Thanks. Me too. I and I'm. It's fascinating, and their stories. It shows so much psych of the people. Like, yeah. If you look at why they created it, it's so much psychology and sociology of them. Yep. Oh. It's so intriguing. Yes. And there's more coming. I'm about to excite you even more. Okay. So we're going to do a trailer review of a trailer reaction later of Thor. And I haven't seen it. I held off. Thor's ladies and gentlemen. That's wow. For me. For those that listen, for JJ to say those words. Yeah. I've actually never heard him utter those because every time I watch something with him, he's like already seen it. Yeah. It was probably means it's shit. It was rough. <laughs> No, no believe. But I like how Alec was quiet until now, and that's his yeah, line. Exactly, it's probably <laughs> shit. No, that's you know, it was really hard. Like, I, luckily, I had a very busy day at work, and then I came home and I made dinner, and then I got ready for this, and I was like, okay, I'm just not going to watch it. So it was about it was about six hours after I found out that it came out that I was like, son of a bitch, I want to watch this so bad. But I, probably the last time I'll hold off for that long to watch a trailer. Six hours. So, yeah, I can't. Do you have like notification of these yes. things? How do you keep up with this? I'm a, I'm, you know, I run a podcast about movies. I, it's hard not to. I, I guess get, I'm really good at Lulu, so I get it. Yeah, I get a Pick dozen. Up Lululemon every day. I'm telling you, I, the things that get us, but I do, I get like a dozen notifications, and that one popped because, and this one's like set a record because before the incredible hulk or something had a record for like 93 days before the release there's like the shortest time before the release that i don't know this movie everybody nerds have been losing their shit for weeks about not having a podcast or a a trailer for this movie because it comes out in july so like people are losing their minds they're like it's april and we haven't seen anything like shut up star wars you too jj huge let me duck right up there that whole half of the shelf over wait i fucking hate cameras sorry about the swears all that is nothing but star wars did you just say sorry about the swearing yeah dude i i like, <laughs> do you I know what i, if do I offend you guys i know but <laughs> usually like, it's at me it's usually it's, a f you well, so not, it's better well, that i'm not getting told to f off hang out in the in the podcast long enough and i probably will at some point <laughs> <laughs> especially with my movie taste matt's gonna uh, tell you, you that, probably that'll love happen it. 
Um, yeah. Okay, so next nerdy. Haven't seen it. Next thing with I know for a fact that due to my nerd level status and all the research I do, that Thor is introducing at least part of the Greek pantheon. So uh, Zeus will Taylor's be in like Thor. That. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how far they're going to go because what they did with the Eternals kind of throws a wrench in some of that shit because at least Athena or Thena in the Eternals hinted at part of the Greek Parthenon, right? Uh-huh. So now you're like, wait, where does she fit within this? Because you are getting Zeus. Uh, what's his... Oh, God, I can't think of his name now. Hera? What's the dude? No, the actual actor that's playing Zeus is Gladiator. What's his name? Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe is playing Zeus in the Thank new you. Thor movie. So appreciate that so he's going to be in that the other thing that this touches on that we have coming is more i mean obviously thor so we now have this is three pantheons of gods that we've introduced into the marvel cinematic universe and obviously thor is the biggest one always but the greek one has like some pretty big names like athena is actually different from thena Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering if they'll have the actual athena um Ares has already been shown in the last Thor movie in the, when they're on Sakaar, the big sculptures that Hulk had his face on and they were working on. And then all the champions, Ares was one of those. So he was in, they've already hinted at some of that, but we're supposed to see quite a bit more of that, of Pantheon. So I'm, I'm all about the mythology. It's exciting. Take I over. like it. All right. Last nerdgasm. <laughs> um, this one's the big one and has huge implications for the MCU and the new big bad villain. Did you, what does is... the nerdgasm sound like? <laughs> Don't go there. No, I want to know now too. <laughs> go. Come on. JJ, I don't know how ahead. to make that noise because it depends on which universe I'm nerdgasming over. Right what now we're talking Wars about mythology. Like? Mythology? <laughs> MCU? That, that, Mm, yeah, I'm not going to go there. I'm stopping. <laughs> Good choice. Keep yeah. your name. Yeah. Reputation I've, I've, up. I've, I've stooped to the some reputation. pretty low levels. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kang the Conqueror, they're part of the comics with Kang the Conqueror, who was introduced in, if you've seen the uh, Loki television show, he was introduced at the end. His uh, Kang variant was introduced at the end. That was where we first got hints of the multiverse was the end of the Loki show. Um, Yeah. So that guy becomes one of the greatest villains in all of MCU called Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror or Kang in general, almost all of the variants of Kang. Kang is a future guy that learns time travel, learns how to not only travel through time, but also through the different universes. So he can travel the entire multiverse um, through technology. There are so many implications. I could talk for an hour about this whole thing. But when he's fighting, when Moon Knight's fighting those kids, the guys, and then the one kid that had the jean jacket on, when he's getting ready to throw him off the cliff and you see that image on the back, that is almost an identical matchup to the Kang version of the comics when he went back as a human and used his technology to become a god in ancient Egypt so that he was worshipped as a god um, his name in there, I got to look it up. Cause it's a, one of those weird, uh, My brains hurting. I know it's Ramatut. So this. 
Kang the Conqueror takes on the name Rama Tut in ancient Egypt. That image looks like um, a pharaoh. Tutankhamun is who you're probably King Tut. Tutankhamun. Yeah, I know King Tut. Yeah, King Tut. His real name was Tutankhamun. Yeah, it's terrible. Started with it is a terrible name. Um, It's made fun of on a playground. (laughs) Pretty much the pharaoh. So if you want to look up the look, if you Google, I'll give you an assignment. Google Pharaoh Ramatut, R A M A. What we got homework? T-U-T. Yeah, you got homework, bitch. So you go Ramatut. When you look this up, it's going to be some big goofy dude sitting on a like throne with a scepter. But look at his face. He's got a hat, the helmet on, and the helmet. And then if you blank his face out, it looks just like the image on the back of that kid's jacket. So they're hinting at Kang. Now, the other thing that they did was in the big trial with all the gods and their their avatars, they talked about the gods talked about leaving Earth because the humans turned away from them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Kang did as Ramatut was take all of the worship from the old ancient Egyptian gods and had it on him. And one of the comic things with the MC or the Marvel things with comics with gods is they lose a lot of their power when people stop worshiping them. So they leave and they're off in their own. They mentioned it like the underworld. I don't remember what it's called, but they mentioned that all these gods are in a different dimension that keeps them safe from everything that's going on on earth, but they have their avatars, but this is like the biggest Kang reveal other than the end of Loki that this dude's on his way. He's already caused an impact in the mcu and for those that haven't seen the loki i won't say what all he's done but basically everything that's happened in the in the mcu to this date from iron man one to endgame and is impartial partially created or caused by a variant of kang so we're getting some serious deep cut lore and all of this shit is connecting and it's about to get crazier than it already is. So I was like tickled when I started seeing all this shit. I was like, Oh my God. And all I had was that guy with the knife, his weird dance on the top of the rock, (laughs) which is a really funny part, by the way, we going to dance or fight. (laughs) So yeah, there's my, uh, my deep cut lore for Marvel. I feel like I get lost in all this though. How am I supposed to track that between everything? Cause we're lucky I made it through Endgame. Text JJ. Yeah. <laughs> but that's only, but that's all these like, hidden do. nuggets. I'm like, do they, they do this, but like how many people are actually catching this? Um, like people like me? No, no. We just yeah. watch it and say they punch Taylor each other. Taylor is the it. quintessential common folk. Hey, Ooh. you need Ouch. me. Because hey, I bring real perspective. Folk, that's right. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because I'm just, like I, I would never. Yeah. Well, and I, to be honest with you, and I think I've said this to these guys before. Sometimes I wish I didn't know all the shit that I know, because what's going to happen is if you aren't on the podcast all the time with me ruining shit and sending you down rabbit holes that you don't need to go down. Yeah. Because they you. do such a great job <laughs> with Marvel. Kevin Feige, with all these shows and the movies and the way it all connects, at some point there's going to be this bomb that gets dropped in a show, in a movie somewhere that connects all of these things that they've been doing over the last six to eight months. And we're all going to go, and everyone that's not me is going to go, holy shit, I didn't see that coming. And I'm sitting here going, ooh, are they going to do that in Ant-Man and the multiverse or the Ant-Man and the whatever 
Mania's Quantumania movie because they're introducing Kang's going to be in that in some way, shape, or form. Who so is it's Kang? Like, Kang the Conqueror. He's but like he's that, is that Egyptian new... mythology. Is that like which mythology is that, or is that just that's a new pure superhero? Marvel? That's the... that's pure Marvel. See, they he just is... pulled him out out of nowhere. I'm like, where did this come from? He's the new Thanos. Thanos. He's going to be the new Thanos. But wasn't there a new Thanos in like the other one with the Eternals with the guy that looked like a robot? Oh, the the Celestials? Nah, those guys are like the truest version of a god in the Marvel universe. Because what does that mean? So the other ones they create. They like so the one thing about Thor and and even like Khonshu, they don't create anything. They're just there, and they have great. What do they do? just destroy the things celestials create to destroy that's they were creating a new celestial which will then create more worlds and more people and then they'll destroy more so that more can be created that was the conundrum in the eternals was do we let this thing destroy earth so that it can then create millions more planets with life on them so they're as close to the definition of of a, a god but then you throw in kang like well, Kang it doesn't like create. Kang, by the way, like Kang, that's a terrible name. It's it is a terrible. I think name. of the orangutan. I know, not a good name. It is a horrible name. Kang is Kang's. Kang's just a very smart dude. That's the crazy. He's like that's it. He's just yeah. a dude. Like it's he's like just mapping. a genius. He's just a he's just a next level genius. That figure. He's from the thirty first century in the comics, and he figures out how to use science and technology to travel through the multiverse in time and he uses that to basically take over or try to take over everything is Thus he like marvel's version of lex luther worse kind of i mean yes yeah, similar but he's even he's doctor who thanks there you go and <laughs> <laughs> are you asking who lex luther is he's yeah. superman's arch nemesis I, we we just switched to dc on you why would i know it. that I, why yeah do I know much about Batman? Yeah, that's an uh, why. You, you know what Lulu's <laughs> spring collection it's going to be. Hey, I'm good at psych, guys. Let's go back to psychology. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. I was intrigued by that. I'm better at that. Yeah. So this is a fun episode. I liked it. I'm excited for the rest. Interested to see what the Moon Knight's going to do without the Moon Knight powers. Yeah. What's that going to be like? I mean, obviously, Mark Spector has the skill set, right, to... Just fall back Dude. on your Navy SEAL training. In yeah, the books, and... is his third personality, Matson said it was like a cab driver. Is that what it yeah. is in the comics? Yes. So how does that play into the other two personalities in the in the comics? They um, may not do it. So no, just the comics, but if they don't do it, I want to know the comics. Yeah, no, it, it's a great question. So in the comics, there's Mark Spector is the main uh, identity. He's a presenter, and yeah. He And he, he is just as he is in the show. He's a... Uh, former marine become mercenary who just has all those fighting skills and then you have steven who is a millionaire basically persona of a millionaire but he also works very closely with the police so when they need to to work the system like money things like that steven is the personality that comes out and then the jake lockley who is the tax taxi driver is more of like the investigator He's like the ears on the ground. So he's in his taxis driving around places, using the taxi as a front to do stakeouts, to, to do investigations, things like that. So he's, they work with the police a lot, 
um, which is where you'll see the suit version in the comics where mm -hmm. the, the, the Steven version of Moon Knight in the comics is actually the suit he wears when he's being a detective with the police because it's less threatening than the yeah. it's the more fancy suit. too so yeah. yeah so it's a little easier to talk around but that's jake jake is more the the investigator the the private eye kind of stuff in the comics it seems like he's going to be ultra violent do whatever it takes in in the show at least that's does what it, they hinted at does the comics talk more about like his history because in Conchu or in the show Conchu brought him back to life right mm -hmm. and like that he was dead already and they brought him back to life did he already have his multiple personalities before he was brought back to life or after he was brought back to life so in the comics it was something that he had his whole most life. of his life and it, 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 my understanding is and again I don't know a ton about this comic but my understanding is that he had versions of it as a child there were some traumatic events as a child uh. And then it was triggered heavily in the military. Mm -hmm. And then that's part of the reason he became a mercenary was because he couldn't medically be in the military anymore. Mm -hmm. And so he became a mercenary. And then as a mercenary, he fell in love with this woman that Layla is kind of a version of and got married. And then her father was like, they hinted in this episode, a, uh, like, yeah, did all the research and did that stuff. And then, her father is killed in the comic and he becomes moon Knight as like some sort of bargain to bring him back, I think, or to keep him alive. It was to keep someone else alive. And again, I don't know enough. My research mm -hmm. hasn't di dived that deep, but he became it to help someone else. And then yeah. he's just kind of stuck with it, but he does die in the comics at one point and he keep he's died a few times and then Conchu brings him back. Oh, okay. But we don't know, as far as the comics go, you don't know if he's going to, once he's not Moon Knight, if he'll live or not. So. so it's interesting when you mentioned that he had as a kid childhood trauma, kids are underdiagnosed with DID, but usually it does come an onset between five and 10 years old. Really? So when their trauma happens, so he probably slid under the radar because it was so, like usually it's seen as just misbehavior or something else. And then they'll finally get diagnosed as an adult because that's when our personalities even out. We're not as mm -hmm. hormonal, so we don't go to us up and down. Interesting. It's yeah. interesting you say that too, because in the comics, he gets when when people meet him and see some of the interactions that he has, because it happens a lot in the comics that he argues. The personalities will argue with each other quite a bit, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people will have referenced him in the comics as schizophrenic. Now that's the characters mm -hmm. in the comics, so they misdiagnose as schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. They constantly, in fact, one of the episode, one of the books or series of books in the comics was all about him being misdiagnosed yeah. as schizophrenic instead of DID. So if you look at their symptom list too, they're pretty similar, but I found an article that shows you the difference. And one is just core identity versus behavior. Schizophrenia is more behavior reactionary versus DID is more, this is my identity and who I am. And that's why people will misdiagnose a lot. Hmm. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Not for them, but that's cool. No, it's just interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. All right. Any final thoughts on episode three of Moon Knight? I would like to say I'm uh, no longer Team Amit after Harrow, you know. You were a Team Amit? Well, I was thinking How with... How can you be Team Amit? That's like genocide. Well, <laughs> I'm in the boat where if you get judged and you're shit, then you die and you don't have to But you can't predetermine if you choose to follow a behavior not just because you have evil within you. That's terrible. Yeah, but Sorry. then you don't have to live anymore and it's great. No, 
because you if had you're a good ahead of you you're scot-free you can do whatever the fuck you, you want everybody has evil and good within them and then you're just gonna kill people off because you have evil in you you're gonna kill well, yourself i off? mean i'm not in charge of the cult i'm just over there waving the banner so i was total team you on have it. To get Alex just to wants be in a the tattoo <laughs> he just yeah he just i wants do want to i do want to scale, scale tattoo, tattoo. So, you know, just go get it. the tattoo but, without a dumb butt. After Harrow was a total ass, I'm I'm back on Team Conchu. Seriously? I mean, ah, look, why? neither of these people, neither of these gods are very cool. Like, they're both dicks. <laughs> I mean, at least one's not encouraging genocide before people actually are dumb. That's fair, but he does People seem have to, to like be dumb first to get punished. <laughs> yeah, he does seem to mentally torture his avatars and... pretty bad. What? My only, my only beef with this is why are these gods that they're so all powerful and all they are is taking an overwatching position? They they can at least know that this digging out in the desert has a purpose to it instead of just saying, oh, he hasn't done anything wrong. Like to me, that seemed weak because they can infer intent and probably could see no, him but holding then you're a little being like, scabbard beetle. Do that, Matson. Then you're being like Amit where you're prejudging people before. So they Matson is team Amit too. People. They, they said he hasn't done anything wrong. Then I'm like, well, these but gods. They are turning a blind eye because they're naive and avoiding. But. I don't know. If I was a god living in the undercarriage. I wouldn't do anything to help anybody out. I'd just sit back and enjoy being a god because just use the why would I get involved? Yeah. Exactly. Well, and truth be truth be told, they don't. The gods don't like the humans because they turn their backs on them. They don't. They don't worship them anymore. They are away from that. So it's they don't really care. Yeah, they made them the build the giant pyramids. Like, come on, dude, that's exhausting. <laughs> Those are built by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Kang made him build those, so... Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> oh, shit. What a fun episode. All right. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. It Thanks has been... You need to come on, seriously, like every episode because I'm so thoroughly intrigued by the, the psychology of it all. Well, this is what happens when I watch movies with her. We we get the psychology of things. I love it. I think yeah, that's and amazing. And then he gets a lot of comments like me criticizing him for supporting freaking Amit. I like I don't get you, but it's fine. I just like the road less I'm judging me. Easy one. <laughs> if I can absolve myself of all blame by just holding this dude's hand for 30 seconds, I am all in for that. I liked you until that moment. Now I'm questioning my decisions. <laughs> See, that's how most people go when I meet someone new. I'm thinking the actuality of what what Alec wants is to to be able to be the guy that puts the cane on the arms and be like, "You want to be the judger." It'd be a very different experience if Alec was in charge. <laughs> oh, the world would be chaos. I love it. Anarchy. Heads you live, tails you die. Right. Yeah, that's right. All right. So with that. We will be back to talk more Moon Knight on episode four. Only three episodes left. It's crazy. Is it so, just one season? Yeah, just one season. Season. They've already confirmed one season. But it's also confirmed that he will be making, as the character Moon Knight, some other appearances in other Marvel properties. We don't know what that means. Chances are the Blade movie, he'll be there. Um, they're pretty connected. The Blade movie. Yeah, Blade we could just have a whole podcast of Taylor's confusion of things How have you I'll not? explain it to her after the podcast okay <laughs> you sounded so disappointed hey, I make your guys' podcast better okay 
I don't deny that. Yeah, I give you the real person's view, not the the nerdy movie person, the it's one that gets to every say. movie for yeah. Yeah, no, I feel judged. <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about my husband. Oh okay. I gotta, <laughs> hold gotta my use that AMC membership. I also have ADHD, guys. So watch movies with that. Oh, no thanks. I do it all the time. Um, so <laughs> Moon Knight also is a part of one called the Midnight Suns, which is like the darker one. That seems to be where they're heading. So Black Knight, uh, Blade, uh, Moon Knight, the Werewolf at Midnight, That all of those are part of the Midnight Suns. Yeah. And there's a Halloween special from Werewolf at Night. So that one's coming. So my guess is, is we'll see more Moon Knight, but he's not getting another season of his show. So is it just because the storyline ends like with the battle of Amit and the other one. So there's not much more to go off of. Yeah. I I don't know that there's a lot of story that's interesting enough to keep him around as far as having his own thing. But I think what they're doing with a lot of these shows is it's, that's the best part about the comics is you have deep, huge books that are like massive and tell a lot of story. And then you have these smaller books that lead into the next big story with the movies, you it's always been kind of like really off-putting sometimes because you go from Iron Man 1 to Iron Man 2, and then you have all these skin. You're like, where the hell is all the rest of the Avengers? Why aren't they helping? Huh. Well, what these shows are starting to show is that there's other things going on that other pe- play people are working on. So anyway, if I could go on and on, we should move on to the next piece of what we're doing. And with that, Mattson, tell everybody where they can find us. Yeah, if you enjoyed this episode and having one of our common folk AA aka taylor on here and therapist and you learned a lot and you want to hear more check us out on what's verdict.com to see what's upcoming uh check us on our social media and facebook twitter and instagram uh i mean you can listen to us wherever good podcasts are found like spotify apple ghana stitcher to name a few but we appreciate the listens sweet sweet again taylor thanks for joining us um, Thanks for having yeah. yeah of course and thanks. we'll thanks. be back next week for the next episode of Moon Knight. Be excited. Mm-hmm. This is actually one that I'm really excited about, guys. I love it. Like, well, willingly watch this. Oh, yeah. Me too. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinemagic Cow. Bye.